Hello and welcome to Armenia by the Glass podcast. My name is Elaine Kasabian and my guest today is Hagop Kazanjan of Galar Wines. Hagop is a Syrian-born Armenian who moved to Armenia in 2006. He graduated from Yerevan State University with a degree in Oriental Studies, but gradually pursued a career in IT and web programming. His wine journey began in 2019 when he decided to study winemaking. He launched his first wine, Galar, made of Hachtanak grape, which is now available to drink in Armenia. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a real pleasure talking with Hagop, and I'm looking forward to seeing how his projects turn out. Welcome, Hagop. I'm so pleased to be talking with you today. Over the past few weeks, I've been seeing pictures of your wine, Galar, on social media with its beautiful label, and reading about your very interesting journey into the world of wine. So I was really keen to hear you talk about your journey from being a graduate in Oriental Studies, a career in IT and web programming, and now winemaking. Such an interesting mix of knowledge and skills. So to kick off, for our listeners, it would be great if you could tell them a bit about yourself. Yeah, first, thank you very much, Elaine, for the opportunity for inviting me to your podcast. It's it's a great initiative uh, to see people in the diaspora interested in the Armenian, not just interested in the Armenian wines, also contributing in the culture, contributing in the promotion and putting all this effort to put the Armenian wines on the on the world wine map. Oh, it's uh, my pleasure. About myself, I was born and raised until... Uh, my uh, 18 years uh, in uh, Aleppo, Syria, uh, to an Armenian family. Uh, and uh, in the family, there was always the uh, perception that one day the family should move to Armenia. And uh, this was partially real because my parents studied in Soviet Armenia in the 70s. And then after that, when we were when our turn came, my sister came to Armenia and studied uh, in her university here. So, at the age of twelve, I realized that whatever we were being raised on is becoming a reality. It's not just this uh, uh, being raised Armenian aspect of it. It's a full thing. It's going to happen. We're going to. Uh, it's going to be part of our future. So. Few years later, when I was 18, I graduated high school and moved to Armenia to study and also with the intention of staying here forever. Uh, and I, at first, I was I, I got accepted in the architectural and construction university to follow my father's footsteps uh, as a civil engineer. But I didn't uh, I didn't find it after a year of studying. I didn't find it my thing. I didn't really enjoy studying there. So I moved to the Yerevan State University and to study Oriental Studies, uh, specifically Turkish Studies. Uh, but due to financial, economical reasons, I had to also uh, get a job in IT and started also studying learning by well, during like in my job, uh, web development. And it became a career after a while because the uh, because of the IT boom in Armenia uh, it, it coincided with the IT boom and 
uh, I kept in the industry. I started my first company a few years later. Uh, I got out of that company and I started a second company, which I still run until today. Uh, it's a web development company in Armenia. And so after I graduated, I was so deep into IT that also the job opportunities for Oriental studies, unless you're really, really good at it. And I was a, as I was an average uh, student. Uh, so unless you're really good at it, there aren't much opportunities uh, for Turkish studies in Armenia. So, and with the IT boom, I preferred for financial reasons to continue in IT. And a few years later, uh, fast forward to 2019, there was this opportunity for Syrian Armenians and the local uh, women. It was a kind of a hybrid program uh, for integration and empowerment of women and empowerment of Syrian Armenians who moved to Armenia. Uh, there was this opportunity to participate in a program, in a training program, where you would uh, get a three-month crash course in winemaking and wine business, which was, which was a compressed version of another educational certificate program called EVN, Yerevan Wine Academy, uh, uh, implemented by iCare Foundation and in cooperation with the uh, German Geisenheim University, which is one of the uh, uh, best winemaking universities in the world. So our our training, which we, we participated in, was funded by uh, a, a German agency called GIZ. Uh, uh, and uh, basically, we took three months crush course. Uh, and six out of the 20 participants, 20 something participants were picked to go into the next stage, which, which was an incubation period. And during this incubation period, each of us produced our own small quantity of wines. Uh, each project had their own grape variety, their own wine style. And uh, so that as a complex, the six wines complete each other one line but each of them is a different brand which each participant came up with uh giz helped with the branding and the uh, packaging and everything but the design the idea the uh, stories behind those wines were uh, specific to each participant also the because we closely participated in the incubation project with the winemaking aspect, with the winemaker, we went and helped and we actually went to the harvest, went to the crushing and the, uh, all, almost all the stages we were there. Even the wines with their characteristics, with their flavors and aromas and styles, they also represent each participant. So had you always been interested in wine? I was I was really keen in a, in a consumer capacity i didn't i didn't imagine i didn't anticipate the amount of science the amount of work the hard work the amount of dedication that there is in winemaking when you're drinking wine you enjoy it it's really good the aromas are great the flavors everything you don't it, it, if you have never visited a wine factory you cannot imagine the amount of hard work and science and everything that's put in this in this glass or in this bottle of wine so that that actually made me love wine even more 
even from the very beginning when they were just taking us to visit few factories to introduce us to the industry even before the trainings to after which they asked us do you still want to participate in the trainings it was really fascinating what we saw and we went to four different factories uh, at diff which had different scales two were boutique family owned one was educational uh, which is uh, the wine factory of the agrarian university of armenia which is where our wines are made and the other one was a mass production uh, one of the big bigger factories so we saw all the different aspects of the winemaking which later on we also studied like there's a lot of planning there's a lot of uh, accounting to it accounting to all the risks all the possibilities what you want to get so it's a it's a really really interesting and active and uh, not a day passes uh, without me being in like three four different places during this day, if I'm if that day is that not an IT like not my web development day, it's the wine day. <laughs> I'm always outside. <laughs> you got your IT business, and you've now got this wine business. It must be just full on for you. Yeah, I basically have two kind of full time jobs now. Like the IT, uh, um, as you know, the IT is a in comparison to the wine, it's more of a dull process because you're in front of the computer all day. You're checking the codes, writing emails to the clients. It's all online. It's all uh, in front of the computer. But when I'm doing some things like some some days I take for the wine business, some days I, I take for the IT. When I'm on the, uh, working on Galar, I'm, I don't even have half an hour or 20 minutes in front of the computer that day. But when I'm working on Source, I don't even leave the my desk for like 20 minutes. So it's the complete opposite. Sure. Very different. It's a good balance, I guess. Yeah, yeah. In a way, it, it it's a good balance. And so, be before you participated on the course, did you know you were you were going to actually be making a wine and creating the brand? Was that all a part of it? So you knew that upfront. So, as far as the uh, program goes, we knew from the very beginning that uh, few of the participants will be, or the best graduates of the training program, will be selected for the uh incubation period uh so there was this but also from one of the visits when we it was it was a decisive visit for me when we visited the voskihat scientific uh, center for uh, viticulture and enology uh which is as i said the scientific or educational center that belongs to the agrarian university state agrarian university it's located in a village called voskihat near echmiadzin when we visited there, uh, it was a decisive day because on the way, I noticed that we are passing an area which we have a plot of land there, which my father bought back in 2005 before even I came to Armenia. And then when I came, so it was a family owned land. When I came to Armenia, I was handed the uh, deeds and I was the, like in charge of them for a long time, but we never did anything. And it was one of my dreams for to use that land someday for any agricultural uh, uh, practice. Be like at some point when I was 19, I even wanted to grow corn there, because back in the day I had just come to uh, came to Armenia and uh, in Armenia we didn't have the sweet sweet corn the the western like flavorful corn we only have the armenian kind which is which for my taste at the time was a little tougher i was used to the like the flavorful one in syria 
like the milkiness and everything. So I wanted, like I dreamt of having a, a growing the corn and actually bringing it to Yerevan and selling corn. So that was one of the dreams I wanted to do. For years, I always wanted to do something with that land. So when we went to visit Voskehat and we passed by the land, that was a kind of a sign for me that this is something I want to try and pursue. Like uh, I'm just visiting, I'm just being introduced, but I'm already interested. So I wanted to have a vineyard there. And since it's very close to the factory, I would grow my wine there uh, and bring the grapes to the vineyard, to to this factory and make the wine using scientific modern methods. And then one day when the business grows, I also build my factory on the land. So this was this this started going in my head from the from that visit and later on during the educational period the training period it started growing 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 more and at the end when we were closer to the to the graduation it was more clear that I really want to pursue this even if even if I didn't get the incubation I might actually uh, start with self uh, personal investments and small steps with a small vineyard and then see where it goes. So we were, uh, at the end of the training program, we were really invested in the idea of doing uh, something in wine. So without a vineyard now, how did you produce, how did you make your wine? And how did you select Hachtanag? Because your galar is made um, with Hachtanag grape. The six programs each had their own uh, grape variety. And the selected varieties were Hachtanag, Arani and Gangun. Uh, I'm going. I'm always going back to the program because it's all relevant and part of, and part of the whole story. So, uh, and uh, the wines that were going to be made were two reds, one Haftanag, one Arani, two rosés, Haftanag and Arani, and two whites, both from Gangun. But one of them was going to be uh, barrel fermentation. One was going to be regular white wine. So, six participants, six wines. We actually drew for the uh, for, for the grape varieties, but I grew. Uh, I always wanted the red wine, and uh, one of the participants who wanted the white wine, uh, I drew the Gangun barrel fermented one, and she uh, she drew the, the Hachtanag. So we looked at each other, and we were like, "Do you want to switch?" Because we both want what the other has. So we would switch. And I was happy with it. I was also extra happy for Hachtanag because, first of all, it was before before going as as a consumer. It was one of my favorite uh, grape varieties, one of my favorite wines until today. Even though I'm producing Hachtanag, one of my favorite uh, grape uh, uh, Armenian wines is made out of Hachtanag. Uh, it's actually like um, uh, Tushpa, if you know about it. It's one of my yes, favorite uh, wines. It's one of the best Hachtanags. Also, Hachtanag uh, was extra special because it's one of those varieties that hasn't been, uh, its potential isn't fully explored yet. Uh, it's it's been used a lot throughout the years, but always most of the time it's been in blends. It never you, you rarely see it on its own, but it has a lot, a lot of potential, a lot of aromas, a lot of flavors. So we were really interested to experiment with it and going forward and uh, to see how far can we get with this grape. 
So that is how Haftanag became our our red variety. And did you have an idea how you wanted it to taste? Because it was part of the incubation project and we had, aside from the style and a little bit of what we like, what we kind of had conversations about with the winemaker, we had very little room for decisions. But uh, since winemaking is an ongoing process and decisions are made based on, like the wine itself, the grape itself uh, tells you what decisions to make when uh, when the fermentation uh, ended and we tried the wine and the winemaker tried it and we went and visited and tried it uh, we were like this has to go in the barrel whether uh, whatever happens this has to go in the barrel so decision spontaneously was spontaneously was made that to put it in Armenian uh, or Artsakh oak barrels and so we so we did and Haftanak, uh, as a variety, it's it's more uh, full of body. It has more uh, character to it. Uh, it's not like other red varieties. It's difficult. It's very difficult to get a light wine from. Work with it a lot, so it's a lot of the time it requires you to age it. At on um, even if it's for three months, four months, like you don't have to call it a reserve. You still like. It 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 needs some oak. It needs some some something special, not necessarily oak. It can be uh, a, a garas and amphora. It can be the oak. It can be something else. But you need to you need to do something special. So how many months was it in the oak barrel? Uh, it was it it stayed seven months in the Artsakh oak barrels. Could you sort of describe the wine? What it tastes like at the moment? It it kept it. Uh, of course, we're talking about the 2019 vintage. This was this is the up until yesterday, this was the only wine that we had in a bottle. Uh, yesterday, uh, we bottled our 2020 red and white uh, classic uh, wines. So we're just speaking about the first uh, wine. It's uh, it's uh, our reserve from tw- 2019. It's Asian barrel, as we discussed, for seven months. It has the classic barrel, uh, a hint of uh, nice, uh, smoky uh, aromas and flavors uh, from the barrel. You can you can have the signature uh, signature Hachtanak uh, cherry or the the dark ch- cherry, the sour cherry, or as we call it in Armenian, bal uh, 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 flavors. That's a special signature Hachtanak flavor. Uh, you can have you have a lot of uh, uh, dried fruits. And at the end of it, there is a hint of uh, uh, pomegranate skin, pomegranate peel. Lovely. And do you think it will age well? I think, you know, hopefully you've kept bottles that you'll be able to try over the next few years. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But now that it's been a year in the bottle, or in like we bottled last August, end of August, so it's been almost a year in the bottle. We or we every time we own a, open a bottle. Uh, we see the difference. Uh, yeah. Even if it's two weeks apart, we see development. So there is a lot of potential to it. In two years, it will still be really good, like uh, really developed and uh, really enjoyable. Another thing I noticed is the um, the actual label, the bottle label. It's so beautiful. Um, can you describe it? What made you come up with that? And the, and the name at Galar, what does it mean? The word galaj, or in Western Armenian, as we say, kalaj, uh, it's uh, it means 
curves, uh, curvy roads, uh, which uh, first of all, it repre represents all the, uh, the road uh, we passed, uh, by we, I mean myself and my wife, uh, throughout our lives. Uh, so my wife is born in Armenia. She immigrated to the US uh, when she was nine. Uh, she grew up in the U.S. and then she returned to Armenia. I was born in Syria. I returned to Armenia in 2006 and uh, we met in Armenia. We have, uh, and it's not just the romantic part of it, from uh, even the professional backgrounds. We have uh, different professional backgrounds in our lives. We, If you try to put all this together, there is very little chance for all this to, be, to becoming a wine production. So all this curvy roads that we both of us passed, uh, each of us on their own, and then both of us together, bringing us to producing Galar is represented in the name. Uh, on the label, you we have the main logo, the main element of the design is a uh, is a Galar. It's it's a is a curve that is uh, hand hand uh, painted by an Iranian Iranian Armenian. Uh, artist, uh, poet, and translator who lives in Armenia, uh, Edik Borosyan. He, uh, he he is a uh, he is a, a friend of the designer who did our branding. So as a favor to him, he drew us the galar. The galar represents it's a trifold. One of it is the story, our story that uh, the we our backgrounds, our life. The second is the 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 swirling of the uh, glass of the wine or when you pour the wine in the glass it sometimes makes a swirl uh, that's what we're representing by it and then the thickness of it represents the the cur the curves of the trunk of the vine uh, which represents heritage tradition the millennial or 6,000 years of uh, Armenian winemaking, meeting the modern, the uh, scientific, uh, up-to-date production techniques and producing what is uh, Galar. That's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful story, really beautiful presentation. And even the colour is absolutely, from what I can see, in the pictures, it's it's uh, such a stunning, deep, beautiful color. We are currently working on the design of the white label, which will have more vibrant colors. It will be the same galar, but with more uh, tropical colors, because the uh, the white wine that we made for this year from the 2020 vintage, uh, we made it from the indigenous Armenian grape variety Voskehad, uh, and uh, it's. Uh, uh, it has a lot of uh, tropical fruit aromas, uh, uh, pineapples, bananas. So we wanted to go uh, that way soon. We, once we have the design ready, we will uh, start promoting it on social media. And I hope you also enjoy it. Of course, I want to hear your feedback about it. Oh, I'd love you, of course, for sure. So it is um, the 2019 um uh, wine available now in Armenia. Yes, it's uh, it's being sold in the specialized uh, uh, the main uh, like the starting point of any uh, quality wine in Armenian in the Armenian market in Vino, which is a specialized wine shop bar 
a wine shop and a wine bar. It's uh, one of the first that started this concept in Armenia. And, uh, and uh, also in a few uh, small uh, restaurants in Yerevan and uh, Dilijan. Uh, soon we will be expanding with the new vintage and more quantity. We will be more flexible to work with more uh, venues. We're also hoping to cooperate with uh, exporters or importers in uh, in the uh, in Europe, UK, or the United States. So we're trying to reach out to them. Uh, first of all, find them, identify them, and reach out to them to see if they will be interested in our small quantities. Yeah, I hope so. It'll be great to have it here. Uh, people are interested in you know indigenous grapes. So I, I really hope you get to distribute it in Europe from the UK. Um, so what's the next step? So you've done the 2019, you've just bottled um, 2020. What's the next step for you? The next step is uh, the vineyard. Uh, to continue from, uh, to answer to your question from earlier, uh, it's a practice in Armenia that uh, a lot of the wine producers who source the grapes they uh, actually work closely with villagers who have vineyards who don't have production uh, they they work with them the entire season from the very beginning like from the winter from the or from the spring they uh, follow the process to get the quality of grape that they need and then uh, at the end when the season comes they buy that grape from them and they make the wine Ours is a very similar concept. We source the grape, but we source it from the vineyards, again, of the agrarian university. So the grapes here are not, are grown actually for quality winemaking by the director who is also our winemaker, who has a PhD in, uh, in the field. Uh, so we're sourcing our grapes from the Hachtanak from this vineyard and the Voskehat from Aravnadzor, which at this point is the main spot. Aravnadzor is a village in the Vyotsor region, the main wine region of Armenia, uh, where Arani comes from. And uh, at this point, very uh, the main vineyards of Voskehat in, are in and around the village of Aravnadzor. Uh, so we're, we and few other producers as well, we are trying to break this stereotype and bring uh, uh, the grape variety to our vineyards in Armavir or Aragadotan regions. Uh, but at the, the 2020 vintage, we sourced it from there uh, and right. uh, because that's the only place. Uh, but since we have, we want the vineyard to be in the Armavir region where our land is, we're going to grow this. We actually... Uh, planted the vineyard uh, last November. Unfortunately, yes. we had a mishap with the uh, drought this year. It was a really hot year and uh, our region didn't get a lot of water. So the vineyard, unfortunately, most of it uh, didn't get enough water, so they dried. So next year, we're going to replan uh, the project. We're going to have more... Of course, we had a little bit of a beginner's approach. So this year we're going to be, from our experience, we're learning. We're uh, going to start with better irrigation systems and uh, with risk, better risk management systems. So our focus this year will be the actually establishing the vineyard and getting it on its feet uh, 
so hopefully in a couple of years we start making our wine from our own grapes and what's the area like where your vineyard is Ashmiazin is a uh, pretty hot Armavir in general is one of the hottest regions of Armenia uh, if you go for further to the west towards the Turkish bro- Turkish border you'll get even a little bit of desert deserty earth or soils our soil is luckily uh, fertile, but our own plot, uh, our part of the land is also rocky. We have a lot of rock. Um, uh, if you dig, like when we dug for the sampling for the soil analysis, like after two, 20, 30 centimeters, we started getting a lot of rock. And uh, which is not a problem for a for an already established vineyard. Grapes are really stubborn uh plants so they can grow anywhere and the most stressful uh, the terroir is the more uh, the more better the wine Uh, so we're not we're not uh, challenged by that it's actually but we are challenged but we are not uh, uh, disappointed by it it's actually a good thing for for the future wines Uh, so it is very hot Uh, that means uh, hopefully uh, good sugar uh, acidity balance hopefully so we'll see we're gonna we're gonna have to do our best to get the best out of that uh armavir is actually despite not being one of the well-known winemaking regions because there aren't a lot of or uh traditional winemakers in armavir uh, the there are a few new, new ones there are a few families who made before homemade wines now they're turning it into a professional more uh better quality wines but traditionally it is not uh one of the well-known wine regions as viadores but despite that armavir is actually the province the main first of all the main agricultural province of armenia and secondly has the biggest uh vineyard surface in armenia but a lot of this majority of those grapes go to the brandy factories and other alcoholic beverage factories. So they're sourced to make uh, other liquor than wine. I can hear how you're so dedicated to it, Hagop, and how you're so involved in it. And you know, you, as I said, you came, you were, you graduated in Oriental studies. You went into IT. Do you think you can those the skills you've learned as an IT person have been transferred into your winemaking. I mean, I guess on the marketing side, uh, accounting side, there must be transferable skills. Yeah, definitely. Any skill you you learn or you practice throughout your professional years will help you in your next endeavor. Uh, but I'm still learning. I still continue to learn. And uh, this is also very important to for the industry and for me to mention, I'm currently studying the full 18 program, uh, 18, sorry, 18 months program of the three month course, crash course that we did, which is called, as I said, called the EVN Wine Academy. Uh, it's a s- certificate program for 18 months, uh, which gives us uh, uh, through various modules, they give us in uh, detailed information aspect of winemaking the uh, chemistry, viticulture, winemaking, ending with wine tourism, wine business, wine marketing, sanitation, everything. 
so it's a very uh, it's a great opportunity for the youth here and actually it's worth mentioning that the first and second generation graduates of this program from the 2016-17 uh, uh, educational years they are actually the young uh, the best young professionals in the in right now the, the winemakers the uh, connoisseurs the business owners all are uh, people who graduated the EVN wine academy and actually back then that that was the purpose of establishing the wine academy uh, the few people in the industry the the people who actually participated in the renaissance of the armenian wine who are the owners and uh, many boutique and not just boutique wine factories uh, they actually saw the yeah. lack of uh, uh, human resources professional and knowledgeable human resources so they decided to start this program at this eye care center in cooperation with the agrarian university in cooperation with the german uh, geisenheim university uh, to actually create, uh, train young professionals to work for them. And those people are actually today's, as I said, uh, business owners, winemakers, uh, chemists, wine chemists, like uh, the industry is filled by people who graduated Avian Wine Academy. When, when we started producing, I realized that the three month crash course, it was just an introduction. And if I wanna do this as a business, I need to learn more. So I decided to enroll and I got accepted last November and uh, we're just finishing the first semester or today was actually the last class of this semester. And uh, uh, we're gonna go to an internship next week. And then after, in, after the harvest season, we're gonna continue into the second, and final semester of the learning and it's a really cool program well i i can't wait to see how your journey turns out and i wish you all the best and i hope you keep in touch and come back maybe in a few months and tell me how it's going again thank you thank you for the opportunity thank you for listening i'll be back soon with another episode but in the meantime, check out my blog, armenabytheglass.com, for articles, interviews and tasting reviews of Armenian wines.